Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas continues our series, Free People, and talks about how freedom is living life as God intended, and how we can only find true freedom in Jesus. We look at John 8, verses 31 through 38, and talk about how we can be free by knowing the truth of God's word. Dallas invites us to look at three questions. How are you tasting freedom? How are you flexing freedom? And who are you inviting into freedom? We hope you enjoy this message. This is the last week of free people. Can you guys believe this is the last day of January? That's kind of crazy, right? January 2021 is just about over. And uh, yeah, hopefully there's some warmer days to come. Probably still going to be cold for a little bit, even if JJ uh, said that it's not going to be cold for much longer. So uh, he's, he's not the weatherman, right? And if he was, he'd still be wrong. So because <laughs> tell me when they've been right. Uh, all right, so we are in this last week of Free People. If you haven't been here, we've been doing a series for this whole month on freedom and what freedom in Christ means. And so we've talked about uh, that it means loving others and loving God, that that's where we're going to find freedom. We've talked about how sometimes it means giving up your freedom for others, for the sake of others, like JJ talked about last week. And we've talked a lot about freedom, and maybe this morning's message is the one we should have started with, but it happens to be the one that we're ending with, just kind of talking about what freedom is in general, and really kind of just digging deep into ourselves, asking, are we actually living in and tasting that freedom on a regular basis? So let's start. We're talking about what freedom is, and I think that a lot of times we boil down freedom to choice, right? We boil down like, man, well, I'm free or I'm experiencing freedom if I have the ability to choose things in my life. So before we go much deeper than that, let me ask you guys, what are some things that every day you would say you have the freedom to choose. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Diets. Nice. Is that what you said? Diets. So you have a freedom to choose what you eat, right? That's a great example. Like vegetables, you could choose to eat vegetables or not eat vegetables, right, Elizabeth? So, or if you're my son, you could choose to eat Lucky Charms or Fruit Loops, right? Those, those are, that's his diet right now, which is not as good as yours, Elizabeth. So you're, <laughs> you're doing better than him. Uh, what you got? You could choose to obey your parents. You got some freedom in there. Like you can obey and say, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. Uh, Or you can yell at them and say, no, right? And just get like real dark and weird with it. Yeah, James? What is that? How long or short your screen time is, right? You have, maybe you guys have uh, options on how much time you spend on the computer, on video games, or you can choose which show or movie you're watching or which, which video, which video game you're playing. Like you, get, you have a lot of freedom there, right? For most of you, you probably get to choose like m- for the most part what you wear every day, right? I mean, you're choosing from your, your own closet. You don't get to just go buy whatever you want, right? But, but you have some choice there. You have some freedom to choose. And I think that for a lot of us, we do boil down or, or, or sum up freedom in like, what's just the ability to like be able to do whatever you want, right? That's what real freedom would be. And you see this in our, our society, right? In fact, if I were to ask you, who do you think the freest people are in our society? You, you may say, well, it's probably people who have a lot of money, right? Like you think about these people who have a ton of money and so much so that they've got all this money and they can keep it for themselves and do things. If you've been watching the whole stock market thing and some of you guys, you know, you get excited about Reddit and all this kind of crazy stuff. But where all these, these people who have billions and billions of dollars are 
keeping it from us. And they have so much money that they can use that money to, to wield it for evil things like that, right? But they have the freedom to do that or they have so much money they can go wherever they wanted or if they want to, they could buy a new outfit every day because they've got so much money. That's true freedom, right? I hope not. I mean, so some of you, maybe you're not like, maybe not money, but surely power, right? Just power. The most powerful people in the world, they've got to be the freest people. I mean, right, if I could just become president and I had power and I could do whatever I wanted, maybe you already know, but that's not exactly how it works. But then, then I'd be powerful, I'd be free, I could do, do all the things that I've wanted to do. Or maybe you think that freedom is wrapped up in popularity or celebrity. And you look at these people, maybe it is on TikTok, but a lot of you don't have TikTok. So maybe it's just movie theaters or your favorite YouTube, or movie theaters, movie stars, or like your favorite YouTuber or your favorite like band or music artist. You're like, everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. And anyone would do anything for that person. That must be what freedom is like, right? Well, when it comes to money, I mean, we, we just did see in this whole stock market thing that all these people who have billions of dollars at their disposal are getting on TV and crying because somebody's figured out the system like they have, somebody who doesn't have as much money, and yet they're taking these guys' money. Your money can come and your money can go. And if you're, free when you have, if you're only free when you have a ton of money, then does that mean there's no freedom for the rest of us? Like, is that how it works? And man... I'll be honest, I, I hope not, because I'm not going to have a billion dollars anytime soon, I'll tell you that. And I hope that there's a, a better, more real freedom than just having a lot of money. I hope that there's freedom for those who have a lot of money and freedom for those who have no money, which is me. <laughs> if it's power, man, we, we, we see it every four years when a Republican is in office and then a Democrat comes in, or when a Democrat's in office and then a Republican comes in, that the, the next president always does away with some of the things that the old president did. So if power is freedom, having the ability to change things, to make changes, to do what you want to do, well, it's only, it's only really power until you don't have that power anymore, right? And, and anyway, there, there's always going to be somebody who has more money. You could kind of make the argument that whoever the president is, is actually not the one who's in control because it's maybe the billionaires or it's somebody else with more power who is really controlling them. Like it, it's just this whole web of craziness. There's never a point where power is enough. There's never a point where tr power is truly all powerful. It's a, power comes and goes just like money. And so I hope that there's a better freedom than for just those who have a ton of power. I hope there's a freedom for those people and a freedom for somebody like me who has hardly any power, right? If it's celebrity, man, do I, I don't even need to say much, right? You guys have probably heard the term by now, cancel culture. And somebody could be loved by millions, if not billions of people, and they say one thing or some one remark gets twisted. And now nobody loves them and everybody's against them. Nobody buys their songs, nobody watches their videos, nobody follows, subscribes, likes, drops a comment, right? Like everybody backs off from that person. And now what does your celebrity get you? Is it really as free as you thought it would be? And what you'll find with most of these, these people or these ideas of true freedom is really the person who has all this money, they're stuck, they're trapped because as much money as they have, it's never enough. And so they're always working to try to get more. And if you're stuck, if you're trapped, here's the deal. That's the opposite of being free. If you're in power and you're in, you know, all these people have their hands in the pot, so to speak, and they're trying to get you to do all the things that they want you to do because you're the person with the power, but they're the people who really have the power behind you. You're stuck. You're trapped. You're in their pockets. And that's the opposite of freedom. 
If it's celebrity, well, eventually you get stuck. Well, I guess if they liked this kind of music, I need to make this kind of music. Because if I switch, maybe they won't like me anymore. Or if I make these kind of videos and I need to keep making these videos because they, they don't want these, right? That's not what I got famous for. They're stuck. And there's plenty of other ways that celebrities are stuck as well. But that's the opposite of freedom. So, sorry if that was one of the things that you wanted to do. Have a lot of power, have a lot of money, have a lot of fame. And I just ruined it all because in the end, and, and you can try, like, right? Like, you can try. But you will never find full satisfaction and freedom in any of those things. Any of them. And you might be like, well, what if I eat a lot of food? <laughs> that's, is that like one of those things you mentioned? I, I don't know. But that's not going to end up in satisfaction either, right? Or true freedom. There is only one way that we will find true freedom. And probably you already know where I'm going with it. But it is true. It is true. No matter how much money you have or don't have, how much power you have or don't have, how many people know you or don't know you, there is freedom and it is found in Jesus. And it is found in living his way. Let me use this little guy. Maybe some of you are wondering, what, is he gonna drink that whole bottle of water? Or that's not a bottle, it's a bowl, okay? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but no, I'm gonna use my little friend. He's, he's a little shark. You could call him a baby shark. You could, you could do that. And when I, took this, uh, when I took this from the house today, my three-year-old son, Owen, was like, no, Dad, you can't take that. That's Samuel's. Samuel's our little one-year-old. And I was like, I can and I will because I'm the dad, right? Uh, but I took it. I'll give it back. So here's, here's the thing. This is an image that has stuck with me, not particularly of Baby Shark. But when it comes to talking about freedom that we find in Christ uh, versus not having freedom, right? If most of us think that freedom is about a choice, here's where that doesn't work so well for this fish, okay? This little fish, he has the choice, right? Let's just say to live his life. I mean, imagine if he's a real living fish outside of this bowl, outside of the water, right? Or in the water where he was designed for, where he's happy, where he may even sing if he's in the water, right? And, and so when we put him in here where he's designed to be, where, where he's, he's, he's made to be, where he's happy to be, that's where he's going to find true freedom, right? And not picking up super well, but he is singing, okay? He is singing a little baby shark right there. He's happy, he's singing, he flaps his tail, he lives, and if he was alive, and he, but he chose, he made, made this decision, but isn't freedom about having choices? Well, if he chooses to get out of the water, he may die a quick or slow, but eventually he's going to die some sort of death, right? And I'm gonna just be honest, that doesn't sound as good as swimming and having freedom and singing in this little even if it is just a little bowl, right? He's made to be in the water. He's designed to be in the water. And so it is with me and you. Yeah, we, we do. We have lots of freedom to, to choose, right? But true freedom is not found in, in you know, choosing our way, in, in, in just the ability to choose. True freedom is making decisions every single day to live with God and live God's way. Let me kind of go a little step further, and then we'll open up the scriptures, okay? You may have heard uh, from a soldier or from a lawyer or from an advocate, somebody who, who fights for people's freedom, right? You may have heard them say, whether because of the crazy things that are going on right now in our world or, or just from, from something else a long time ago, right? But you may have heard them say, this, that thing is not what I fought for. That's not what I fought for when I was fighting for freedom. And I think what they're getting at is they didn't just fight for people to be able to make any choice or any decision that they wanted. 
They fought so that people would have a better life, so that they would make better choices, so that they would have more opportunity. They're getting at a little bit of what I'm talking about this morning, is that freedom is not just about the choices that we make, but, but it is about choosing the way that truly leads to freedom. When we do that, when we walk in those ways, that's when we really are free. So let's open up to John chapter 8, verse 31 is where we're going to be. And this is in the midst of Jesus's ministry. John chapter 8 is full of goodies, okay? If you've never read this full chapter, you should do it later today. And one of those things is found in in, uh, verse 31 through 38. We're going to look at this today. Jesus is talking about freedom. He's talking to a group of Jewish people. Here we go. Verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Right? So how do we, how do we get to this freedom? Like if there really is a, a way of freedom, if, if God really does have a way, then how do I figure out what that is and how do I start living in it? Here's what Jesus says. Pretty, pretty plain and simple. Honestly, if you want to be free, then you have to know the truth because the truth will set you free. Well, how do I know what's the truth? Jesus, these Jews were asking, his disciples were asking, how do I know what's true? Here's what he says, my word. Follow my word. And what he's getting at, it's not just the things that he said, it's the things that he did. It's the way that he lived. It's the way that he loved people and loved God the Father. Look at his life. And we can, we can, we can do it in, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we can look throughout the scriptures to see the character of our God. Look at who I am. And then you will know the truth. And if you live into that truth, the truth will set you free. You will experience true freedom. So if you, if you want to be free, I mean, he's making it pretty clear, right? If we want to be free, then we ought to live into his ways. And remember, we've, we've been talking about this pretty much the entire series, right? We've said that Man, if we want to know like how to live well, if we want to know how to live free, then we probably should go to the one who created it all, right? Who creates it, sustains it, designed it, created us, knows all the hairs on our head, knows, knows everything about us, all the ways that we're wired, the good ways and the tough ways, right? Like he knows the things that we're really awesome at and the things that we struggle at. He knows our sin struggles, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Like he knows all of us. And so wouldn't he be the one who knows what it looks like to live a full and free life? And Jesus is saying, yes, that's exactly right. So look at his life, see the truth, live into, taste, experience the truth, and the truth will set you free. He continues on, right? So Jesus just, just said that, the truth will set you free. And the Jews, they answered him in verse 33, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because, of my word, because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. So here's the deal, is I think that the Jews are in a similar place to a lot of us in this room right now. They're asking like, you're t- yes, you, Missy? They're saying, you're talking about freedom? Like, what, 
Ultimately, they're saying, what do we need freedom for? And maybe you're sitting there thinking the same thing. You're like, well, I mean, I don't have a lot of money, but I don't really care about that. I don't have a lot of power, but I don't care about that. I don't have a lot of celebrity, but I really don't want that because I've seen how that ends up for people. And I've got a roof over my head. I got food on the table. Things are taken care of. My grades, but you know, whatever. You know, like we've got all we need, right? So why do I need this freedom that you're talking about? And the Jews, here's what they're saying. They're like, hey, uh, we were never slaves. Like, I don't know who you're saying needs freedom, but we were never slaves. We were never stuck. That was our ancestors. Like those guys way back in the day for 400 years, they were stuck. They were stuck in, in chains in Egypt and they were slaves to somebody, but not us, man. Like, we're good. We've got it all. We've got it all figured out. We know the rules. We know how we're supposed to please God. Like, I mean, I show up to synagogue, you know, every so often, and I, I do the festival things, and like, you know, I wear the right shoes, you know? Maybe some of you are thinking the same thing. Well, I show up to church every Sunday. You know, sometimes I have a soccer game, and, you know, I pray for every meal, and man, that chicken was good last night, so God must be listening, right? Like, you're, we think that we've got it all together, but here's what Jesus says is that all of us, are slaves to sin. See, the freedom that we find in Christ is freedom to live the way that God has designed us to live. There is freedom in that. It's freedom to live, but it's also freedom from sin. And all of us in this room are sinners, right? There's this question that I saw a little while ago going around. I think somebody was, or a group of people were doing it as a class project or something. And so I saw it on Instagram and you could vote like yes or no or whatever. And maybe you've been asked this question too. It's, it's the question, are people, are humans inherently, like from birth, are we good or are we evil? Are we good or are we bad? Are we, are we good or are we sinful? sinners, right? And there's this idea in, the, in our culture that people from the get-go are good and always have good intentions all the time. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but if that's what you think about people, you haven't read your Bible and you probably haven't been listening here on Sunday mornings. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, okay? We are from the beginning sinners and sinful. And you might be like, but babies are so cute. You've never had one, right? Like you've never had one. And please don't have one anytime soon. Okay. Most of you are in middle school. I'm telling you from the get go, I've had two of them now. Okay. It is hard to raise babies. And part of the reason it's hard is from the very beginning, they're all about themselves. We are all about ourselves from the beginning. You know what that's called? Selfishness. You know what that is? A sin. You know what that means is that even little cute babies, because you don't have to clean their poop, they are sinners. We are all sinners, right? We're stuck. Sin is the opposite of freedom. And Jesus offers us a way out of that. Sin is what keeps us separated from God. Sin is what keeps us in large part separated from each other, from having true, deep connection with each other. Sin is a bad, bad deal, and we've all got a case of it. And the only answer, the only antidote, the only vaccine, if you will, because that's the term of the day, is Jesus. 
And he takes it all away. He does away with all of it so that we can live this free life with him. So, hey, Jews, even though you're never trapped, even though you're never in chains, you still are sinners too. You still are slaves to sin as well. Hey, you Americans in 2021 who you're like, man, I'm distant. I don't really care about all the politics stuff. No, I don't want power, money, or fame. I've got all the things I need. You don't. But Jesus does. Jesus does. And if you would start to get that and, and realize, like, let, let that humble you to the point where you can't help but submit to him, to God, that's where you're going to start to find this freedom that Jesus talks about. And yeah, it, this is freedom for people who have a lot of money and have none, who have a lot of power and have none, who have a lot of fame and nobody knows them. This is freedom for everyone an invitation to it for everyone. And this is freedom even when you are physically, you are a slave, right? Or physically, you are in chains. There are countless people in the Bible who were in chains, even when they were writing letters that we find in the New Testament of the Bible, right? Paul, he was in chains when he wrote some of the letters in the New Testament. Like actual, actually physically in chains, he was not physically free, but he was free in Christ. And he could find contentment and find joy even when he was a captive. And while you may never find yourself in physical chains, you may find yourself with some sort of illness that makes you feel captive. Or you may find yourself wrapped up in all this political stuff, maybe because your parents are, and you feel like, where are we gonna go? What are we gonna do? You feel like a captive. You may find yourself having lost every game in your sports team, right? Like my high school football team, 0-11, baby. Go Rams. I wasn't on that team, okay? I was on the C team that, that year, but still. But there's, there's still some, there, there's freedom there, even for those who lose. This is a freedom for all people in all situations and all circumstances, and it's found in Jesus. We can still live for him. We can still live life with him. We can still abide in him no matter where we are, who we are, or what we're doing. So let me ask you some questions and then we're gonna send you guys two small groups that will help you. These questions are not, maybe you're feeling this like sense of, uh, maybe it's conviction or something or, or maybe you're starting to feel guilty. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you like ashamed of yourself or any of these kind of things. I'm trying to help you dig in and say, are you tasting this freedom? Are you living in this freedom? And, and if not, then like let's take steps together to move towards it. In fact, before we get these, these questions, maybe, maybe you're in here and you're like, I've kind of been feeling this, this tug or this pull. And the freedom that you're talking about, that is freedom that I want. Like I want freedom from sin. I want freedom to live the life that God has intended. I want to be this, this happy little, little shark, right? Swimming and singing and doing life like I, I was meant to do. Maybe you've been feeling that this morning or maybe you've been feeling it for a while. And that's something that you, then, then talk to God about that. Tell God, I want to I want to trust you. I want to believe in you. I want to know the truth. I want to live the truth. I want to experience freedom from sin and to live life with you. I, I want that. You can have that conversation with him, but you can also ask your small group leaders or myself or one of your close friends, how, how can I do that, right? Maybe today's the day where for the first time you're going to truly trust God and start experiencing the freedom that is talked about over and over again in the scriptures and is offered to you today. Maybe that could be you.
Let's do these, these three questions for, for those who you're maybe like, yeah, I, I want to be experiencing that freedom. I know that I've trusted Jesus, uh, but what, is that, what does it further look like? So the first question is, how are you tasting freedom? Like every day, here's what I mean by this question. It's like, how are you being reminded that God is good, that he is your father, that you are his, his son or daughter, that he has set you free from sin? Are you being reminded of that every single day? And sometimes that's through the, through the Bible. Sometimes that's through friends around you or your family or just spending time in prayer with God. But somehow we need to be reminded of this truth. Why? Because everywhere else is shooting things that are contrary to this. Nobody's telling you this in the things that you're watching. Probably not, right? Nobody's telling you this in your public school or your Zoom school, right? Like for the most part, you're hearing all kinds of conflicting things. You need to have a time where you are tasting this freedom, going to God and letting him wash that truth over you. What does that look like for you? How are you flexing your freedom, right? Some of you are like, I did that in the morning. This morning, my shirt off, I was like, hmm, freedom, right? This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Uh, no, I'm not talking about that kind of flexing. Uh, I, but I am talking about, hey, so if we are free, then our lives should not just, yeah, I'm free. And then we just go about our days like, eh, just kind of looks like everybody else. Flexing your freedom means that as you go about your day, you're asking God, hey, make me aware. Who's in need? Who needs you? Who can I serve? What does it look like for me to love you today? And that throughout your day, not like just, it's probably not gonna be constant, just, I mean, maybe, hopefully, that'd be awesome. But, but are there times in your day where you realize like, hey, God's doing something here and he's asking me to be a part of it. And when you join him, here's why I say flexing. It's because it's flexing your faith muscles. You're realizing like, man, God really is who he says he is. I had no idea what I was about to get myself into in that conversation, but God met me there and gave me the words to speak. Or I don't even know if God's gonna answer the prayer, but three days later, you find out that he does answer the prayer, right? And, and so you come back and you can celebrate with that person. Are you seeing areas in your life where God is at work, like regularly, right? How are you flexing your freedom that you have in Christ? And then who are you inviting into freedom? If you are tasting regularly that this freedom is good and real, and then you're going out and you're flexing it and you're saying, God, now I want to live out this freedom, then how could you not then want to invite other people into it, right? We get so excited about a new show that we find on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever your streaming service of choice is. We get so excited when we try a new, you know, that new Taco Bell burrito or whatever it is for you. Like we get so excited about these things that we try and we love and then we instantly share it with people. But most of us can't remember the last time we shared our faith and invited somebody into this freedom that we've experienced. And maybe it's because we're not really tasting the freedom burrito, right? Maybe it's because we're not really like living in it and experiencing it every single day. That's a challenge to me, to my life. So hopefully it's a challenge for at least one of you guys out there as well. Let me pray for us. Father, you have shown us the way through Jesus's life, his death, his resurrection, his, his example of what freedom looks like. I mean, Jesus, you didn't even have a house like you didn't even have a place every night to go and lay your head. You were moving around from place to place. And, and to me, at least, that seems like, hey, well, freedom is, hey, at least I know where I'm gonna sleep tonight, right? But, but you lived the freest life possible. You are our example. So help us to follow in your footsteps. Help us to daily taste and be reminded of the freedom that we have in you. 
to flex those freedom muscles and actually go out and join you in what you're doing in our world and help us from time to time to be able to invite other people into that freedom. We love you, Lord. I pray for good conversations in our small groups around these ideas. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.